Hi there, it's Sewa and welcome to episode 38 of the She's Off Script podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. Today I'm doing a solo episode. If you follow me on my personal Instagram page, you know the kids are out of school for the summer and I've been playing Digital Nomad as we travel for a few weeks. As I'm recording this episode, we're in Colorado. After a few days of being surrounded by family and friends celebrating my father's retirement, it's just me, the girls, and their newly retired grandpa at home during the workday. Before coming to Colorado, we actually spent a few days in Ithaca and Manhattan celebrating my MBA graduation from Cornell, as well as playing tourist with some family members and friends who hadn't been to New York before. This is actually the first time that both girls are home with me with no formal childcare options. And so while this might be a first for me, I know this is an everyday reality for some of you solopreneurs and some of you mompreneurs out there. So for today's episode, I wanted to share five tips I've used to structure my day so that I don't hit a summer slump and continue to stay productive while we're on the road with the kids. I promise that none of the tips include waking up at 4 a.m. in the morning because I know that's just not me. Before we dive into this week's episode, I'm excited to read a new review we got from a lot of Tola who says, I love listening to this podcast. Sewa asks all the right questions, and as a young Black woman with so many ideas, it's wonderful listening to other Black women who have made it and just hearing their stories. Love listening to it. Well, Alada Tola, thank you for that review, and we love that you listen to us. If you would like your review read on the show, please subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. This helps others who would enjoy our podcast and benefit from today's episode find us. Now on to my five summer productivity tips. I think it goes without saying that in order to remain productive when you're out of your element, you need to already be productive on a regular basis when you're in your element. You need to have systems, processes, and goals in place so you're not overly distracted by all the shiny vacation activities you're bound to come across during the summer. I think I've mentioned on here before that I've implemented a combination of calendar blocking and theme days just to manage this podcast, my digital strategy consultancy, as well as any speaking engagements I have on the calendar. I found that this system just keeps me organized, but in general, having a set roadmap helps me get back on course if I start to get distracted or if I decide that I need to take a break, I know exactly where to pick up because I know where I'm going. That being said, it is the summer. And a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned we were in New York. Now we're in Southern Colorado. I'm definitely not going to stay huddled over my computer the whole time. I'm going to indulge. I wasn't going to miss out on the awe on my daughter's face the first time she saw the Statue of Liberty because I was in my phone or the amazement on their faces as we drove through the stunning rock formations at Colorado's Garden of the Gods. I'm going to be present because summer is a great time to reset, catch your breath, and just to recharge your batteries in general. I know that snippets of these early summer memories will probably remain with my kids forever, and I want to make those great memories for them. I still remember playing outside with the neighborhood kids until the sun set at 9 p.m. during the summers or taking long trips to visit family halfway across the world. 
I don't want them to remember me as their mom who was always working and never present while they were out of school for the summer. So that brings me to tip number one. And that would be to let loose and enjoy yourself. There's a time and place for everything. And you better believe that when we were visiting the Brooklyn Bridge a couple weeks ago, I was not checking my emails. Quite frankly, the world will not come to an end if you allow an email to sit for 24 to 48 hours. If it makes you feel better, you may want to set up a summer hours autoresponder email so anyone reaching out understands you'll be working slightly different hours. This would also be a good opportunity for you to head off any frequently asked questions at the past by including them in that autoresponder email. I came up in the corporate world where everyone pounced on emails the second they landed in their inboxes and two seconds later you would get a response. While I definitely like to respond to emails in a timely fashion, babysitting my inbox so I can pounce on every email notification is not the type of work experience I want to create for myself. It's the summer after all, and you're on vacation with your family. So set aside the time and allow yourself to just enjoy. Tip number two is to mentally prepare yourself for the summer dip in productivity and to be okay with that dip. Now, while these are tips for you to remain productive during the summer, you're probably not going to be at a 100% productivity level. Mindset is everything. If you're operating from a place of scarcity and from the mindset of missing out, this season is probably going to be tough with you. It's probably gonna be riddled with anxiety and annoyance. However, if you factored in your travel plans and child care constraints into your yearly goal planning, taking things a bit slower in this season is not going to set you back in the grand scheme of things. In fact, you may receive your fair share of out-of-office messages from people you're trying to reach as well. So instead of stressing out about all the things you could be doing while you're with your kids, your mindset could be to use this time to set your business up for a strong Q4. Depending on the industry, many businesses enter the black in Q4. That's why it's called Black Friday, because people spend so much that business owners get enough sales to end the year on a profitable note. I'm using this time to create new content, build new relationships for future collaborations, and to plan the rollout of new programs. So while others around you are taking it easy and moving at a snail summer pace, make sure you're using the season to set yourself up to end the year out on a strong note. You might say, well, I have bills to pay. I can't just take it easy and create. That's definitely not what I'm suggesting here. We all have core business activities that sustain us, and you should probably continue with those. But for some industries, the inflow of cash ebbs and flows, and the ebb usually falls during the summer. So to set yourself up for future success, I would encourage you not to settle into that lull. Have a plan for things you're going to do while your industry is falling into its regular seasonal lull during the summer. Tip number three is to adapt to your new environment and settle into this new normal during your summer. 
I recently asked people on my Instagram how they were balancing having their kids being out of school with running their businesses, and So So Lovey mentioned that she and her husband alternate days when they take care of their kids, and then they keep Fridays open for family activities. I thought that was such a great way to split things up, so if you have two parents that work from home, you guys can share the load. The point here is that as someone who owns and runs my own business, I should have some leeway and flexibility, right? So far, my schedule has been to squeeze in a couple hours of work before the girls wake up. And then from the time they wake up until lunchtime, we're out exploring and having adventures as they call it. During this block of time, I'm focused on being out and about with them. After they're worn out by our adventures, they take a two to three hour nap in the afternoon. And that's when I try to knock off one of the top three items I have on my to-do list for the day. Now, once the girls are up from their nap, we'll have a snack together. And by this point, they're itching to jump on their tablets, which frees me up to wrap up some of the more admin tasks that don't require my undivided attention. And then by the time bedtime rolls around around 8 p.m., I'm able to spend some time with my parents, catch up with hubby, and then squeeze in another couple hours of work after everyone else heads up to bed for the night. Now, this schedule is quite different from our summer schedule at home because my youngest is in year-round daycare and my oldest is at home with me during the summer for the first time. And now, given that she's a bit older, she understands having a schedule of her own and I've set her up to move from one activity to the next so I can get two-hour chunks of work throughout the day. Also, hubby has the flexibility to work from home on certain days. So we'll kind of tag team fielding her questions and interruptions and then also moving her along from one activity to the next. This is our first summer, as I said, having at least one kid at home. So we're still figuring things out and making sure that we can set her up for the best summer experience. And that leads me to tip number four, which is just to set up a summer routine for your kids. Depending on how old your kids are, it might be helpful to create a summer routine for them so they can seamlessly move from one routine to the next while you work. I know the summer is often a time for older kids to look for just to being idle and lounging around in their PJs all day. But if you have kids as young as mine, that setup does not work. They will probably follow you around asking what they can do next, asking for snacks, and just simply seeking out your attention. So to save both of you some frustration, set them up with a schedule. So in my case, I found some workbooks for them to work through, even with us being on the road. And if we're not going out on an adventure, the kids have a goal of completing 10 pages in their workbooks after breakfast. Then they can go play outside or play with their toys. If I have a call, I pull out the tablets and set them up with snacks and try to secure some quiet time in that way. Of course, quiet time is never guaranteed when there are kids in the house during work hours. One of my favorite viral videos ever is of a man doing a live video interview with BBC from his home office, and this little girl opens the door and confidently waltzes into the room and crashes in on his interview, and in the background, her mom just swoops in with the quickness and snatches her out of the room, and it was hilarious, but it perfectly illustrates that that is life with little ones. 
I've been on calls where something similar has happened and we all just laughed it off and acknowledged that this is our reality and just kept it moving. Tip number five is to ask for help. It takes a village to raise a family. And while we're in Colorado, I do have my dad if I'm in a pinch, but he's also newly retired. So I don't want to bog him down with childcare either. But if I need the help, I ask for it. If we were someplace else away from friends and family, we could splurge on a nanny service maybe. Raising kids and managing a business can be stressful. Combining both of those things during the summer, if you're not used to it year-round, can be a recipe for frustration. It takes a special person to spend every waking hour with kids. One of my good friends actually left her corporate job to spend more time with her toddlers because she just felt like she was missing out on too many of their formative milestones. So she pulled them out of daycare and she was determined to homeschool them. I had to tell you, not everyone is cut out to do this. I think she lasted maybe two months before she went back to work and put the kids back in daycare. I mean, she loves her kids to death. So do I. But I don't think I could do it 24-7. Seriously, just a big hats off to all the mompreneurs that are just killing it in the business world while staying home with their kids. They are seriously doing double duty. The bottom line is don't try to do it alone. If you need a break from your kids to focus on your work, ask for help. Build in the option to drop them off at the Mother's Day Out program at your church or find supervised activities at your local library to drop them off at so you can work while keeping an eye out on them. Or maybe you can build a network of other mompreneurs and trade off having each other's kids over so you can get a few hours of uninterrupted time during the work week without having to pay for childcare. Find creative ways to get help. Don't feel like you have to do it all on your own. Okay, so those are my five tips for running a productive business while having kids home for the summer. I would love to hear any other tips you guys have so please share them with me on our She's Off Script Instagram. With that, we'll see you next week for another conversation that will hopefully get us closer to creating our unique blueprints for success. I'm so glad you made it to the end of today's episode. If you enjoyed the episode, please go on iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and write us a review. As always, don't forget to share this episode with your friends, family, colleagues, anyone who cares to listen. We'll talk to you next time.